Welcome to Subtle Beast, everybody. I am your host, Foltz. With me, as always, my main man and partner in crime, Mr. Steve Apostolopoulos. How are you, brother? I feel good, Foltz. How about yourself? I feel good. I feel nice and relaxed. Uh, me and Steve had the opportunity over the last weekend to uh, go away down to the beach and get together with some old friends. It was awesome. It was amazing. The beach was beautiful. It was a beautiful night. Had a nice cool breeze with some uh mist from the ocean so beautiful night so the picture that steve just painted you should have been able to sit there your hair blowing back feeling the mist but uh it was uh, it was really cool to catch up with some people we hadn't seen in a long time and you know as as conversations go with people that go back as far as high school with you sometimes they go a little deep and you know the uh the host of the Subtle Beast in there, always uh, throwing a little prod at some conversations, but they were pretty intense. What do you think? I think so. You know what? It, it was a clear night, uh, le- leaning back into the sand and looking up at the stars. It just always comes out when Fultz and I are together. We, we, we talk about uh, the grandeur of the galaxy. Yep, and the possibilities thereof. And when you start going down that, rabbit hole if you will of what's out there can we get there can we get there in our lifetime is there life on mars yeah you know what it kind of started with uh us at in our mid-40s and then us talking about ourselves as uh teenagers right and the fun that we used to have and would it be awesome to be able to go go back and relive that or at least be able to go back in time and maybe watch it like it would be in real time? And are those things possible? And is time controllable or can, can it only go forward or can it go back? Or is it a perception? Is time just a perception based on location and speed? Gravity. Gravity. Which brings us and and encompasses everything that Einstein's theory of relativity discusses. And if you're unfamiliar with that, I can give you a, uh, a, we'll put it in layman's terms. So essentially, it's the theory of gravity. It's the basic idea. The basic idea is that instead of being an invisible force that attracts objects to one another, gravity is curving or warping of space. The more massive an object, the more it warps the space around it. So, for example, the Earth. We're sitting out in what we refer to as outer space. We're just in the galaxy. But where the Earth sits, it's sitting on top of and bending space-time. So, picture putting a bowling ball on a trampoline. Right. And that bending down. So the trampoline is space time and the earth is bending it and sitting comfortably right there. And that also itself causes gravity because it's staying in that place in space time, its location and gravity keeps it in an orbit. And if there's anything nearby, it'll, it'll grab that and have that within its orbit too. Kind of like our moon. Right. If you were to throw a stone or like a marble onto that trampoline, it would circle around the earth until eventually it came into contact with the earth. So it would be like a gravitational pull, circular way into the earth. So 
when you break down Einstein's theory of relativity, it really becomes a bunch of different entities. It becomes not only space and time, but it becomes space-time. And then you have to do mathematics on gravity and then on speed, distance, and uh, mass. mass, which uh, is a major... I want to say that a lot of a lot of uh, physicists say that <clears throat> man can't go the speed of light or even get close to the speed of light because the faster that you approach the speed of light, the more your mass increases. That by the time that our spacecraft reached 99.9% of the speed of light, the craft would be almost as big as the universe in expansion. So can it be done, though? Well, that's the whole trick, uh, is finding out if it can be done. Uh, we haven't done it yet. And also, to take something with a larger mass would be hard, but can you just take one little proton or photon of light? You can. You can. Something as small as a photon or proton can travel at n almost the speed of light, 99.99, with 29 nines after it. Uh, the speed of light and there's protons traveling throughout outer space and, and hitting earth all the time and they're traveling at like we just said 99.99 with 29 nines after it the speed of light and colliding with the earth now it's not doing any damage but these photons are residue that are left over from the big bang theory so this will kind of put in perspective how space-time gravity and traveling at the speed of light can actually change time. So when the Big Bang occurred and the, the, the universe was created, for us here on planet Earth, we're projecting that to go back 14.5 billion years, okay? But during the Big Bang, that photon, one little photon that came out of that Big Bang traveling at the speed of light, traveling towards Earth, once it reached Earth traveling that fast, it would only be a month for that proton. So 14.5 billion years passed. For us. For us, but only a month passed for that proton based off of gravity, space-time, and most importantly, traveling at almost the speed of light ever since the Big Bang. So that's pretty much the broadest scope Subtle Beast can give to the audience is a photon from the Big Bang and the entire history of all that mankind has ever known back to 14.5 billion years to the beginning of Earth. Right. So if that, if that, if that little photon right there from the time that it, it started its journey towards the Earth during the Big Bang, if it had a humongous telescope that could look back at the or look at the Earth, it would be just in its creation. Right. Just in its creation. But by the time it reaches there, a month later in its time, 14.5 billion years have passed and lots have taken place. And it's just crazy to think that time can run dif different for people, whatever, photons, protons, um, depending on your speed or your gravity. Biolo or biological matter. And that's all within the relative uh, laws of physics. It is. That all can be proven, and 
there is a lot of space in between there and other things that are cool that, that can occur that we can talk about today as well. Yeah, I mean, and, and Steve was right by saying that it is accurate. It, it, it is possible. Um, if you've ever seen the movie Interstellar, one of my favorite movies, um, if you watch that, everything in that movie that, the, that, that takes place during space or uh, around a black hole, which we may be talking about a little bit later, um, they said that physicists actually took a look at it and said, the math's accurate. What they did could be possible. So um, it's really interesting. And so again, if you can think about you know a bunch of old friends getting together and having these conversations, they just expand, 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 and you're going from Einstein's theory of relativity to now talking about time dilation. Time dilation, yes. Right, so basically... Let's say me and Steve watched an experiment where a physicist and his wife, this guy created a, a software that would show that he was traveling at 66% the speed of light in, in this made-up uh, spaceship that he was sitting in. But, of course, this is all computer software running it. And his wife was sitting outside of his spacecraft. Now, when spacecraft took off and it's reaching 66% the speed of light... Every minute that passes on a walkie-talkie, they would say to each other, okay, one minute has passed. So he would, when one minute approached, he said, okay, one minute has passed. Another, and then when it got to two minutes, he said two minutes has passed. And I think around like two minutes and 30 seconds, he got that a minute had just passed for his wife back on Earth. And it was a really, really slow progression. And he traveled at 66% of the speed of light for three minutes, did a full U-turn and started coming back. And what happened was then, of course, time started going faster for her. His, his time stayed slow, but it, and hers was speeding up because he's now going 66% the speed of light back towards her signal. And when they put their... Um, when they put their time charts side by side, it was basically the same for them. Both of their clocks were running slower than, than the other one. Well, it was the same, but completely opposite. So right. on the way out, his clock was running really slow. He was not getting her uh, message because he was driving away from the message. Right. So not only was he going 66 0.66% of light speed, which was making his time faster. It would have been like a minute and 20 seconds for every minute that uh, she was having for him. But then also the signal as it was being sent out was taking longer to get to him. So he makes almost two thirds of his trip before he gets that one minute mark. Then he makes the U-turn. And as he's making the U-turn, he's, uh, now turned back around and coming directly at the signals. So the signals become much faster. And as he gets right back up to her, he's getting one minute marks every 20 seconds. So right. his last three, when she says, and it also took her eight minutes and it took him six minutes, the last three from five, six, seven, and eight, they came just rapidly boom 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 because he's driving back into time back into her signals and it uh warped 
the way he perceived the time. But not only did it warp the way that he perceived time, she actually gained two minutes, and he lost two minutes by traveling at such a high rate. And it was baffling. She came out of being at eight minutes, and his whole trip was only scheduled to take six minutes, and he came back and right on six minutes, but eight minutes had passed for her based on time dilation due to traveling at, gosh, even 66.6% the speed of light. And, I, I mean, I like to think of it as like, like if you dove into a pool head first and it's a, it's a really deep pool, like 100 feet, and you get down and you're swimming about 50 feet down, and then somebody takes something with, a, with, a, with less mass, like a marble, and drops it in, and it's coming down, it's eventually going to probably catch you as, you as you're swimming down but if there would be a buoy down there you swim around now you're swimming back up now you're going to meet this marble that's exactly like the signal so you'd get to the marble quicker once you've turned around completely so i mean so this in effect in theory time travel is possible but not in the way that we're thinking of you know getting into the delorean and going back to 1955 that was going to be my question so if six minutes passes for him and eight minutes passes for her there's a difference in time even though it's time that's happening now like as it's going into the future in linear in a line the way that time works for all of us if only six minutes passed for him and eight minutes passed for her, does that mean that he went back in time two minutes? It, 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 it must. Right? Or did she go forward? And t- I guess it depends relatively. It's, it's weird because they say it's almost a paradox because to both of them, their time was running slower. And I, I, it's called like the Doppler uh, what, what did they say? The Doppler paradox. The twin, yeah, the twin, the twin paradox. Twin paradox, yep. And uh, it sounds baffling to the point where you almost can't prove it, but it happens because that lost time can only be theorized upon. Well, and if he does lose time and would continue to lose time, would that mean that he would age slower than her? It it most certainly would. Right. I mean, if we and if we would take those six minutes into years, then definitely. Again, I'm going to go back and I'm going to ref, reference uh, uh, Interstellar, where they were they they went and visited a, a planet that was outside the um, well within the gravitational pull of a of a black hole that they referred to as gargantuan. So to go down onto that planet with such heavy gravity affecting it. They had to act quick on their mission to see if there was going to be life there. Spoiler alert, I'm going to say what happens on this planet. So they go down there, but every hour on that planet is seven years of time that pass back in Earth due to the heavy gravitational pull of a black hole. Because a black hole, again, like uh, Steve was saying, you were talking about at the beginning, right? Yes. And uh, it's just, it's, it's, it's almost like nothingness. It's a, it's a black hole can be a million times bigger than the mass of the Earth, but it also can be a million times smaller than the mass of the Earth all at the same time. Baffling, I know, but the gravitational pull of that black hole coming from that supernova explosion is so strong that nothing can get out of it. Nothing could ever get out. It sucks in mass, and it even sucks in light to the point where that's why what's called the event horizon, the black part of it that you see, is black because 
it's not just black it's just darkness black or uh, blankness not even light can escape yeah because nothing can nothing can escape and the gravitational pull is so strong that again it warps space-time so they need uh in this movie at one point they had it to uh, use uh the black hole as a, as a projectile so that they could um what slingshot around the black hole to give them enough because they didn't have enough fuel to go on to the next planet well one of them did well they both did and they were circling it for like maybe minutes and i think they lost like 80 years on earth or something like that they were like 125 years old but they looked the same age as they did when they had left on the trip two years prior because it's relative yeah because it's relative because it's relative to where you are at if we were both in different places in the universe it may actually have been that 125 years but because they were all in the same place at the same time and it was relative to each other by the time they ended up coming back to earth it didn't really it, it didn't matter well yeah because and, and they well that's the thing they never even came back to earth but when they came back to wherever they were going the space station after you know he had completed the mission i'm not going to go into the whole thing but he had told his daughter before he left he was like you know there's a possibility when i come back we'll be the same age i'm assuming matthew mcconaughey in the movie was probably around 40 but when he came back because of the gravity around the black hole his daughter was in her 80s right her whole life had passed her whole life had passed and he's sitting there at her bedside surrounded by grandkids and uh, great grandkids that he's never even met and there he is probably like one of the youngest person people in the room other than the children looking back at his daughter who's 80 years old and 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 he's lucky to have gotten back uh tell him about the marble right so and and so because of the gravity around the black hole and time dilation due to that gravity if you were able to hover outside of a black hole and you wanted to drop a marble into it let's just say you wanted to be able to see into it so in this marble there was a there was a camera so they're like all right i'm gonna drop this in i'm gonna watch this marble go right into this black hole well as soon as you would drop it that marble would obviously from the gravitational pull get sucked directly into that black hole and start heading towards the middle the singularity of the black hole it's it's velocity would be amazingly fast yep like almost instantaneous continue to go into that black hole until its own gravity crushed it upon itself right so if you were if you could actually shrink yourself down you're sitting on that marble would be right into the black hole right but for me letting go of that marble that marble would never disappear for me not in thousands of years due to the gravitational pull of the black hole and it's time dilation it would just it would be it would look like it was frozen there in time heading towards the black hole it would never get any closer to me and it would never get any further away really either not for thousands of years anyway you would let that yeah you would let that marble go it would get to the center of the black hole and appear to stop because it would take so long to go into that black hole that for the rest of your lifetime it would never appear to move at all. But for that marble, it's already been through it, probably completely destroyed instantaneously. But for you, you'll never even see it enter that black hole. Its matter would be destroyed. Its energy... Oh, yes. Energy can, could continue on. Right. Which is... Uh, you know, that could bring us to, to our next point. Should we bring up the, uh, the next... Uh, going into what we... 
there there is a couple things here. So you oh, get okay. you get your black hole, and then there's a there is a there's a couple other holes. There is other couple holes, and some of them, uh, of course, whenever you're talking about Einstein, you can bring up or people are used to if you're familiar with these realms talking about wormholes i got the wormhole definition here okay well why don't you hit it with a wormhole a wormhole is a speculative structure linking disparate points in space time and is based on a special solution for the einstein field equations more precisely it is a transcendental bijection of the space-time continuum an asymptomatic project of the Calabi Yule manifold manifesting itself in anti de Sitter space. A wormhole can be visualized as a tunnel with two ends at separate points in space time. For example, different locations, different points in time, or both. So, in a nutshell, a math or a, a wormhole connects two, two points in space time throughout a great distance without having to travel hundreds if not thousands of years so if you think about it a wormhole is bending space time so if you have a a piece of paper and that uh, that that piece of paper is your space time well if that will let's say a hundred thousand light years across well nothing can travel faster than the speed of light so if you're a hundred thousand years it would take you that long to travel there so, but if you can get a wormhole that bends space time, you fold that piece of paper in half, take a, take your pencil or spacecraft and punch a hole through it. It's almost instantaneous. Like walking through a door from the inside of a building to the outside of a building. But here's the thing. So you get your black hole, your black hole sucking everything in around it, all the mass of the light, nothing can get away from it, but it's going somewhere. It's going somewhere. And when Fultz said that it could be a million times bigger than the Earth, or at the same time a million times smaller, it's because it actually creates a rip in space-time. Correct. So, and I think that I think I do have like um, some measurements on one of the uh, the black holes, if I'm not mistaken, because scientists have captured an image of a of an actual black hole, and the image reveals that the black uh, the black hole is at the center of what's called the Messier 87, which is a massive galaxy in nearby Virgo galaxy cluster. The black hole resides 55 million light years from Earth and has a mass 6.5 billion times that of our sun. It's pretty big. That's amazingly big. So that is traveling through space sucking up everything in its path planets asteroids light stars everything and nothing can escape so what we're saying is okay but it's got to go somewhere because all that energy even if it's destroyed it's got to go somewhere it can't be stopped so is it possibly this bridge is if you go through a black hole is the bridge the wormhole that you're going to be coming out the other side of into potentially another galaxy or dimension. or another dimension, maybe a higher or lower dimension. Plane. But if that's the bridge, then what would be referred to if you would come out the other side? Because if it's a black hole and everything's being sucked in and nothing can escape, well, then would the exit be a white hole 
where nothing can ever enter it and everything is expelled from it. All mass energy, including light, is expelled from it and ejecting you through the wormhole, out the white hole, into whatever destination it was that you were looking for to bend space-time. Right. Is, is a black hole the entrance to a wormhole? And if it is, is a white hole the exit? Right. And I guess... I mean, it's good to theorize upon because they say to be able to even keep a wormhole open for even seconds takes so much energy that we don't even have a way of producing that at this time. But, or, but a black hole may be able to gather that much energy. Correct. Has a black hole already done it for us because man can't create that much energy without being self-destructive. So, quote-unquote, nature goes and does it creating a black hole now this wormhole in that specific black hole i guess you wouldn't be able to necessarily pick your destination because that wormhole is taking you where it's going to go well if you go, it depends on what black hole you enter right if you're talking about the one that you you had just discussed that would probably spit you out the same white hole uh on the other side and it could spit you out in a different way if it's traveling when and we're theorizing here it may just be using your energy to travel. Maybe it's destroying all mass going in. The white hole is then reproducing all mass going out, and only your energy is traveling through the actual tube of the wormhole. Right. And if we wanted to actually go through that black hole that we were talking about, we would actually need a wormhole to get there because it's 55 million light years away. But you have to, you have to assume that if everything in nature has an opposite. So if there's a black hole, there's got to be a middle, possibly the wormhole, and then expelling out the the back, getting you to your destination or expelling whatever mat, matter or light uh, out of a out of a white hole. So um, let me see if I can I think we I mean we pretty much discussed what the definition of a uh, of a white hole is, but um let me see if there's anything more on I can say about the black hole. Black holes pack an immense amount of mass into a surprisingly small space. The black hole at the center of M87, 55 million light years away, has swallowed the mass of 6.5 billion suns. Yet, its event horizon is only 40 billion kilometers across, about four times the diameter of Neptune's orbit. Imagine seeing that come at you <laughs> i mean you would never even see it coming uh it would just you would be destroyed let's see so white hole in general relativity a white hole is a hypothetical region of space time and singularity that cannot be entered from the outside now although energy matter light and information can escape from it in this sense, it's the reverse of a black hole, which can be entered only from the outside and from which energy, matter, light, and information cannot escape. White holes appear in theory of eternal black holes. <clears throat> Pardon me. In addition to a black hole region in the future, such a solution of Einstein's field equations has a white hole region in its past. This region does not exist for black holes that have formed through gravitational collapse. However nor are there any observed physical processes through which a white hole could be formed. And supermassive black holes are theoretically predicted to be at the center of every galaxy. And that possibility, a galaxy cannot form without one. Stephen Hawking and others have proposed that supermassive black holes spawn supermassive white holes, which would only make sense 
to have opposite. I mean, the universe is yin and yang. Yeah, exactly. So going to a black hole, you're never getting back out of there. So you're never going home. Not that way. No, not unless there's a, you find another one, but they say there's one in every galaxy. So you'd be looking for one in every galaxy. And again, is it a million times smaller than your planet that you're coming from? Or is it a million times larger? And who knows where you're coming out the other side? And who knows when you come out the other side, how much, I mean, you came through a black hole with the immense amount of gravity. How much time has passed? Would it even matter because you're in a different place and time wouldn't even have an impact on you? Or would it matter a lot? Would it matter immensely? Would it matter because you got spit out right in the same place that you were? Yeah. What if it was just a, what if that wormhole was circular in nature? Like or, a donut. Yeah, or, or, or even like a U. Because if it was if it was complete circle, we'd just keep going around. But if it was U-shaped and the white hole came out on the other side of the, of the horseshoe, if you will, right back to where you were, got thousands of years. Because remember, the marble may have passed. You may come back and then the Earth's not even there anymore. Because that got sucked up by the supermassive black hole that you went into. But it took, in reality, people time back on Earth thousands of years. Or or maybe just a few seconds. Sometimes oh, yeah. when I'm driving home from work and I look up and I'm on my street, I'm like, how the hell did I get here? Yeah. Maybe that's it. You would, you would almost hope. Time can be infinitely large and infinitely small. Yeah. I mean, in time, as far as we know, is man-made. No, but nothing else operates from it that, that we have actual proof of. I mean, you don't see animals out there when uh, we do daylight saving being like, all right, we got to get up an hour earlier tomorrow because <laughs> we're losing an hour this we weekend. We lose an hour. No, they get up the same time every day. Right. Time is relative and it's relative to what you consider important, what's around you, your reference points. Uh, that's how time is gauged here on earth. Yeah. And like when you're having fun, it goes by really, really quickly. Or if you're at the worst job of your life. <laughs> goes by it's dragging on slowly. and then you try and play games with yourself okay i'm not going to look at the clock for at least an hour and you look up and it's been like 10, ten minutes like, dang it i uh, thought that was an hour yeah but if you could go around <laughs> if, if you could get around a super massive black hole during the time of your work and you were quick at it it would just fly right by now would would people actually see you do your work would you actually be there would that time progression really happen or would they be like where were you that's true. So then, but then we get into a whole other, but we'll have to save that for another show. Um, it's really fun to talk about. I mean, and it's so complex and there's so much theoretical fun that you can have with it because there's no wrong answers. All we know for a fact right now, though, is that there are black holes and we, there are pictures. of Right. Them. There is a lot of physics that, that went into this discussion. There was a lot of truth and a lot of mathematical things that can be proven in the discussion as well. But it's those things and the edge of the envelope that lead you to the thoughts that are maybe not proven yet. Yeah. And, and the massive amount of uh, thought and time that it took for scientists just to go about getting a picture of a black hole that's 55 million light years from earth they had to coordinate with like 
all teles all massive telescopes on Earth at the same time because of this thing's radius too of being like what forty what did it say forty million times the the orbit of uh, Neptune Venus. or yeah Neptune yeah I mean you're gonna need some pretty big telescopes so you're gonna need all of them <laughs> how many how many telescopes do we need all of them get them all yeah so you know not. Not too long of a show today, but I think if you take a show like this too much further in one episode, it could start you could start getting lost in your own the theoretical nonsense, maybe. Well, yeah, I mean, time really is only a reference, so the show maybe not being as long as others, um, it's just a time. Has just as big of impact. Right. What is it? Is it good or is it bad? Hopefully it's good. So, but I, I had fun with it and uh, we got a lot more shows like this coming up. We got to, we've been, uh, you know, missing out on uh, some of the, some of the roots, if you will, of Subtle Beast, time travel, aliens, black holes, what have you. If it's, the, if it's theorized upon, there's a theory, if it's possible, we're going to discuss it and we're going to continue to do so. But until next time, I'm Foltz. And I'm Steve. And we'll see you next time. Take care of one another. Bye-bye.